The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Whole Healthy Living with your host, Sharon Brennan. Our show will provide the expert information you need to clean up your body and environment to live a vibrant life. You'll learn about harmful toxins, detoxification, proper nutrition, and much more. Learn how you can live clean in our toxic world. Now, here is Sharon Brennan. Welcome back to Whole Healthy Living. I'm your host, Sharon Brennan, licensed and board certified holistic health coach and nutritionist. Today, I have um, Tom DiGiuseppe with Radiant Life joining me, and we're going to discuss water. Tom has been involved in the designing and testing and installation of water filtration and purification systems for both residential and commercial customers for over 30 years. Early research focused on the development of chemical sensor technology for environmental monitoring measuring contaminant levels in soil and groundwater, determination of fluid purity and ceramic membrane filtration systems. Knowing the importance of using our most precious resources sustainably, Tom has most recently led an effort to design, develop, and demonstrate a self-sustaining living module integrating renewable energy systems with sustainable water solutions. The demonstration module incorporates a gray water treatment system, water recycling, and an advanced drinking water purification system that together minimizes water usage and maintains adequate water supplies of clean, safe drinking water. Tom earned his Ph.D. in chemical physics at Boston College. He regularly attends leading technical conferences on water and wastewater management to keep them abreast of leading-edge technologies in water filtration, purification, and reuse. Tom, welcome so much. Welcome. La, la, la. Can we just cut that out? But anyway, Tom, thanks so much for joining me, and how are you? Very well today, Sharon. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to talking about water with you today. Well, water is the most common substance found naturally in three common states of matter and is essential for life. Water makes up 55% to 78% of the human body. Um, You know, before we delve into the topic of toxins with drinking water and the technologies available to clean drinking water, I'd like to share some nutritional facts with everyone. So... That said, water is the most important nutrient in the body and the most common nutritional deficiency among Americans. You can go eight weeks without food, but you can only go days without water. Uh, Water actually makes up 50 to 60% of our total body mass. And for the average adult, that equates to 10 to 13 gallons of water. Most of the volume of cells and body fluids is water. 
So it's important that everyone knows the roles of water because water is critical. Uh, Water improves oxygen delivery to cells. It provides us with minerals. It transports nutrients, removes waste, and enables cellular hydration, moistens oxygen for easier breathing. It cushions your bones and joints. It absorbs shock to the joints and organs, regulates body temperature, removes waste, flushes, as I said earlier, sorry about that, um, flushes toxins, prevents tissues from sticking, improves cell-to-cell communications, maintains normal electrical property of cells, and empowers the body's natural healing processes. Not only is clean water very important, but the amount of water that you drink is also very important. A good formula that I share with my patients is uh, body weight divided by two in ounces of water each day. If you drink diuretics such as caffeinated drinks, packaged juices, alcohol, you should definitely add in an additional eight ounces per diuretic drink. So for those who have been following me and listened to my Essential 7 program back in December, water is one of the seven foundations for optimal weight and wellness. So now that we understand the importance of water, let's discuss the current state of our water and the technologies available that we can use within our homes to ensure that we have clean water. So Tom, let's start with uh, public water versus well water. Are either of them safe? Well, you know, that's a really uh, good question, Sharon. You know, we have our customers on both public and well water, and and we find that, uh, you know, people might move back to the country or they have a country home and they're on well water. And unfortunately, uh, they can find that water also full of contaminants. Uh, so it's really important for customers to know what's in their water and uh, possibly have it tested as necessary um, and the public water supply, which is treated, as you know, oftentimes one can get uh, water quality reports from their municipality, for example. And we can talk about that a little more in detail later, but at least this will give an idea uh, to a consumer of what contaminants might be in there and their levels. And as I said, with well water, it's so much more important because depending on uh, where you live in the country, your local geography, um, what industries or farmland may be around you, that's going to all affect what con- contaminants may be in your water. Uh, about 85% of customers in the United States are on, on public water supply, so I just said it's a, it's a little easier to determine what, what's in your water. But uh, for those on well water, always important to get a full water quality test done. Uh, we recommend on an annual basis because that water can change uh, due to changes in the environment, um, uh, changes in local industry or agriculture, as I said. Yeah. Um, I remember I lived out in the country and had a well, and one of my neighbors up at the top of the hill, they would change the oil to their car, yeah. and you know they wouldn't dispose of it properly. They'd throw it on the ground, and um, you know they would burn use gasoline to burn uh, branches and things like that to clean up uh, in the springtime. And, you know, those chemicals go down into the soil. And, I mean, some of it's filtered out, but, you know, oftentimes the petroleum and so forth gets into the water table. 
What are your thoughts about, you know, how much with a well, what are your thoughts about how much actually um, gets filtered out through the dirt and the rocks and the soil before it hits the water table? Well, certainly uh, sand, uh, rocks, gravel are very, very good at uh, removing contaminants, but it really surprises us to find that uh, especially industrial solvents can travel to, through the earth uh, very far distances. Uh, we've, been, we've worked with customers, for example, that have uh, been near Superfund sites that are five miles away and they felt safe, and yet they're finding low levels of industrial um, pollutants um, in their water. So it's, uh, it's a mixed bag, really, even though the earth and sand are good ways of filtering out these chemicals, uh, certain chemicals can migrate through the through the soil, as you indicated. Uh, things like gasoline, for example, and oil can actually migrate through the soil and and get into these well systems. So we recommend that customers, uh, uh, especially if they move to a new location, if they're on a new well, to have a complete well water test uh, conducted. There are many many good companies uh, throughout the United States that do that either locally or nationally, can have your well water tested, find out what's really in it, and then address those concerns. And hopefully, hopefully there's uh, low levels of contaminants in there. Um, but also there's this factors of local geography, uh, for example. Um, iron is very, very prevalent. Iron, manganese, very prevalent in well water throughout the United States. And so certainly if those levels are high, you'd like to address it. And after that uh, complete analysis, uh, we recommend on an annual basis to have some type of, of well uh, water testing done just so that you're sure that something hasn't crept in, some changes hasn't been made, bacteria hasn't found its way in. Uh, so if you do that on an annual basis, it provides you with that uh, hopefully safe, clean drinking water that you want. Mm-hmm. As long as we're, as long as we are talking about water testing, um, you know what exactly should people be looking for uh, if they're testing their well? What specifically should they be looking for? Uh, number one, bacteria, and and all well water testing companies will first check for bacteria, coliform bacteria in particular. Uh, secondly. Iron and manganese, very prominent, as I mentioned, throughout the United States. Uh, so oftentimes they will certainly look at that. You'd want to know the pH of your water. Is it acidic? Is it slightly alkaline? You know, very important to know. And, and levels of, of what we generally call volatile organic chemicals. You know, all these chemicals we hear about, the industrial solvents, the herbicides, pesticides, all of those types of chemicals can be easily tested by environmental laboratory. And then finally, it's always good to know the hardness level, uh, the level of calcium, calcium carbonate in your water. Uh, Always very important to know that so you have an idea of whether or not that may affect your water appliances that you use, your faucets, your showers, your hot water heater, etc. So a good Standard tests such as that will give you a good indication of what's going on with your water, making sure there's no bacteria present, number one, because your water is not being chlorinated as it is in a public water supply. So it's really important that you know there's no bacteria present. 
and then what else is going on with your water. Okay. Well, with that said, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. But when we do come back, I want to ask you what people should look for if they're testing their public water. We'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Weston A. Price Foundation provides accurate information on nutrition and health. Find out why butter is a health food. What's wrong with modern soy products? And why good health is found in the wise food traditions of our ancestors. Visit our informative and fascinating website at www.westonaprice.com. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandrabali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to Whole Healthy Living with Sharon Brennan. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to wholehealthylivingradio at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Okay, welcome back. So as we discussed in the previous segment, um, I wanted to ask you again about public water testing. What should people be looking for? Oh, certainly. So in terms of public water, as, as we all know, it's treated by the municipality. Uh, the Environmental Protection Agency has set limits on the levels of contaminants that can be present in water, maximum contamination levels. And so every municipality is required on an annual basis to publish what they call a water quality report, sometimes called the Consumer Confidence Report, uh, but it's essentially the same document that uh, reports the levels of specific contaminants that are required to be looked at. There's about 87 chemicals that the EPA requires municipalities to look at and then report their levels, especially if they're, they exceed the uh, levels that are allowed by the EPA. But primarily in a water quality report, you're going to look at the level of chlorine in the water, the level of chloramines potentially if, the, if those are also used as a disinfectant, level of fluoride, which is really important to know, especially if it's used as an additive, um, and finally, those uh, what we call disinfectant byproducts, haloacetic acids and trihalomethanes. Those are always reported in a good quality report. Will it, vary? Can... Will it vary by region? Like, uh, will different regions and states have different levels, or is it governed federally? 
It's, it's governed by both, federally and states. Uh, we'll also have their own limits. Um, but generally speaking, the level of, of, of these disinfectant byproducts are determined by how much chlorine is added. And so there's a range there depending on where you live, the state you live in, and even the local municipality. Uh, so it's always good to take a look there. And as we mentioned earlier, these volatile organic chemicals, these VOCs, have any of them been identified and detected in your water? Those reports are generally fairly representative of your water. Now, certainly depending on where you live, how far away you might be from the treatment plant, you might see differences. But I always tell customers it's fairly representative of your water and a good place to start. But if you are concerned, if you're concerned about any of those chemicals that are detected, always good practice to have your own water tested uh, in the same way as a customer on well water would. Right. But That's what I was, yeah, referring to. But, um, you know, chemicals are chemicals. And if the water is being treated with chemicals such as chlorine and um, various different other chemicals, they're going to build up in the body over time. So, you know, the it, it can't be safe, regardless of the fact that the EPA, you know, has primary and secondary standards for public drinking water. Um, it's still not safe. Is that a That's correct? That's correct. Way? I mean, they, they've established these limits, and uh, uh, public water uh, providers need to keep the limits of those contaminants uh, below those levels. But as you point out, that's not necessarily mean that it's good for us and that we want to be drinking those uh, contaminants uh, on a regular basis. So that's where, you know, water uh, filtration comes in at your home level. Um, so that you what, can about, what about what uh, about terror threats when they're you know when we're in a high level uh, uh, you know high level security for terror threats. Do they tend to put more chemicals in the water? Only if uh, testing dictates. Uh, the water is tested literally hundreds of times, uh, sometime, you know, in a weekly basis, um, tens of times on a daily basis. So public water supplies are tested very routinely. And so if they see any changes, if there is any concern, they naturally let the public know about that. Um, but the levels of chlorination, for example, could change based on, on presence of bacteria in the water. Uh, but uh, there are hundreds of tests being done regularly on public water supplies, uh, so it does provide the public with that uh, level of safety. Okay. In a recent Western, uh, Weston A. Price um, publication, you made the comment that the majority of us are relying on public water um, the majority of, excuse me, the majority of us that are relying on public water are drinking water that's laced with sewage. Tell me more about that. Uh, sure. So I think the message that uh, we've been trying to get out is that, you know, we only have a finite amount of water on our planet. And, you know, we've always had the same amount of water on Earth. But with the population growth, we've needed to recycle and reuse our water, you know, to keep up with growing demand. Unfortunately, that's also including reuse of water that comes through our sewers. You know, so uh, we feel it's important for our audience to know that, um, you know, no new water is being created. 
I mean, we have the same amount of water as, as, as you know, when the Earth was created. Um, this water is still being used. It's cleaned. It's treated. And it's used over and over again. So we don't have this um, infinite source of water, which brings us back to the point of reuse and reusing all the water um, uh, that's used on a daily basis. You know, if you think about, you know, when we were all in grammar school and we learned about the natural water cycle, um, that's how Mother Nature, you know, used to filter our water. So water's evaporated, you know, from our rivers and streams and lakes in the ocean and, and clouds are formed through condensation and, and then it rains back on Earth. So it precipitates out. And through that process, actually, water is filtered. And from millennia, that was good enough. But uh, as our population's grown, and, you know, most importantly, really through the Industrial Revolution, um, nature cannot remove all these toxins uh, just through the natural water cycle. So as our population grows, we need new water, new sources of water, and that source of water, unfortunately, is the water we use every day and goes into our sewers. So naturally, that water is treated, and uh, many, many of the contaminants are removed. But unfortunately, once that water has been treated, it's put back in the environment. So it goes back into our rivers and streams and lakes and maybe the ocean, you know, naturally depending on where those plants are. And that water will eventually get back into our drinking water. So that's, that was the message we're trying to make is that uh, treated sewage water is being used and goes back into our environment because of this, as I said, this, this finite amount of water that, that, that we have on the earth. And so contaminants are contaminants. Are there any in particular that we should be overly concerned about? Well, there's, um, you know, unfortunately, Sharon, there's been over 2,100 different chemicals, um, you know, found in our drinking water. And so that's a real challenge. And even though water treatment plants uh, do their best to remove contaminants, there's always some level, as you know, as we talked about earlier in the water quality report, even public water, you can see um, the contaminants that might be present. When and why did we start treating water in the U.S.? Well, primarily, um, water, we began treating water uh, because of illnesses. You know, we, we, um, we look back, you know, a few hundred years, especially in the, in the middle of the, the, the middle and late 19th century, you know, literally tens of thousands of people were dying in Europe uh, due to cholera and typhoid, and many, many people were, were getting sick here in the United States. But if you look at the larger cities in Europe, uh, especially in France and in England, uh, people were dying because they were drinking contaminated water from the, from the Seine River or the Thames River in, in the U.K. Um, and that was terrible. Uh, we, we don't hear about that today um, in, in industrial you know, countries because the water has been treated. And it all began with, with ceramic and sand filtration, you know, back in, the, back in the 19th century. And then chlorine started to be using, and chlorine really proved highly effective uh, for, for 
decontaminating the water, to killing the bacteria and the microbes. And now we hardly hear of people even getting sick, never mind dying of these diseases. So chlorination uh, is, is really, truly a very, very good technology. It's improved our health. It's improved the safety of the water. Uh, in the United States, it was introduced um, in, in early 1900s, 1908, I believe, in uh, uh, Jersey City, New Jersey, and then very quickly spread uh, throughout the United States to thousands of cities in the next uh, decade or so. So there's a lot of benefits to, uh, to chlorination, um, but, uh, but unfortunately, as we discussed, uh, that also leads to the formation of, of these disinfectant byproducts, which unfortunately are, are not so good for us. Yeah, uh, chlorine especially. Uh, are, do you, are you aware of any anything that is safe to treat water with other than chlorine? Is there any way with anything natural to treat? Well, as I said, it's, it's always this uh, um, the, 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 the benefits and you have to look at the overall benefit to things like chlorination. Um, UV um, light is also used now for disinfectant. Ozone uh, has come online recently to disinfect the water. So there are a lot of good technologies there to, you know, kill those microbes, kill the bacteria in the water. As we always like to say, you know, that's really good for us in, in, in terms of uh, not, not getting sick. But once the job is done, you know, once the chlorine or the ozone has done its job, uh, then that's where filters come in. So that once the water comes into your home and it's safe, now it's time to start removing all those other contaminants that unfortunately are also uh, uh, in that water supply. Okay, let's take a short break and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Weston A. Price Foundation provides accurate information on nutrition and health. Find out why butter is a health food. What's wrong with modern soy products? And why good health is found in the wise food traditions of our ancestors. Visit our informative and fascinating website at www.westonaprice.com. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually, as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to Whole Healthy Living with Sharon Brennan. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. 
You may also send an email to wholehealthylivingradio at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. So let's talk about water distribution, Tom. I don't think people even realize the chain of events that take place with water distribution. Explain how water is distributed and the concerns related to distribution. Uh, Certainly. So the source of our water, uh, public water supplies, are rivers and lakes, uh, reservoirs. Some may be protected, some are unprotected, uh, wells, for example. And that water is sourced to your local treatment plant. Uh, As we mentioned earlier, part of the problem comes in is that, uh, that, you know, sewer water uh, is also being put back in the environment, as we talked about earlier. So all this water, wastewater, that's gone through a treatment plant, uh, that effluent is then added back into the environment and finds its way into these very same rivers and lakes and streams and reservoirs that then become the source of our water. Now, this water is treated, as we discussed. Um, the, the water is disinfected before it leaves the plant, and then it begins its travel to our homes. And there are, there are literally thousands of miles of pipes that carry, carry the water into our homes. Unfortunately, most of these, these pipes are damaged. Um, they've been underground for, for decades, if not hundreds of years, in some of the older cities in the United States. And so what happens along the way? Ground and surface water can get into those pipes. So that's where we can pick up these contaminants. So we can pick up uh, um, industrial solvents. We can pick up uh, um, agricultural contaminants, herbicides, pesticides. Uh, We've heard of pharmaceuticals getting into our water supply. So that's where the problem comes in. So even though the water has been cleaned up at a treatment plant, it may be miles and miles from your home so that when it finally enters your home, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Sharon, 2,100 different chemicals have been found in our drinking water. So this is where the application of uh, residential filtration solutions are so important to us. Okay, so optimal sources of water. Do you believe that some water is better than others? or? Well, in, if we're talking about public sources, you know, it's all treated to the same levels. The water needs to meet these uh, guidelines. Now, in the in the ideal world, right, we'd all be drinking spring water. <laughs> uh, right. We'd all love to do that, uh, but we can't. So, you know, that's where our our personal responsibility comes in, and and to say, okay, the municipality's done the best job it can in terms of improving the quality of our water. The water's now uh, come through a number of of distribution systems and pipes and maybe even lead pipes uh, and made its way to our home. So now we look at that and say, okay, what's the next step? What can we do to improve the quality of that water, remove some of these contaminants that we know are not good uh, for healthy living, not good for our body? And that's where, you know, residential uh, water filtration systems come in. What I was referring to, and I'm sorry if I wasn't clear in my communication, but um, in the world, are there places in the world that have um, better water than others? 
Oh, certainly, yes, there are. There's been a lot of, uh, you know, interesting studies out there that have found uh, different, you know, uh, locations throughout the world where people have, have, have lived long, <laughs> lived very long, healthy lives. That's really interesting. Uh, there's places in, in, in uh, Pakistan, Italy, China, uh, um, South America, and there are there, there's a lot of these interesting places out there, and uh, some people call them blue zones because of the the, the healthy environment. But uh, it's very interesting. If we all live there, we'd be we all live long, and we all have uh, safe water to drink. <laughs> What is there, what, in places like that, what does the water render that our water does not render here in the U.S.? Well, you know, we really believe it's the mineral content. And, and if you look at even spring water here in the United States or, or, or many locations in Europe, very high mineral content uh, has been shown to be very good. Uh, it certainly improves the hydration of the water, and it provides us a source of, of these the minerals. Now, certainly water is not the, the, the uh, only source of, of minerals. Certainly it's our diet is where we want to get most of our minerals. But water with high mineral content, trace elements have, have been found to be very beneficial. And if you, and if you look right. at the water that, that's being, being um uh, recognized as providing us with good hydration. They're typically high in mineral content. Okay. So let's talk about technology. Uh, what types of technologies are available currently and um, for people to have within their homes? And, uh, you know, what do you recommend? Sure. So the good news is is that, you know, really solutions do exist for removing these contaminants from drinking water. And we really believe that there's, um, there's solutions, you know, no matter where you live in the country, what type of water you have, and, and even more importantly, no matter what budget you have to invest. And so there's a lot of great solutions out there, uh, whether or not you, you know, you live in the city, uh, in the country, maybe you have an apartment or condominium. And and all those um, living situations sometimes dictate different solutions. But as I said, even um, no matter what your budget is, you can, you can begin the process of, of filtering that water. You know, for example, um, uh, there was a lot of uh, countertop kitchen drinking filters, for example. They have mm-hmm. small, uh, small filters in there. They're designed to primarily remove chlorine. Uh, and they're very, very good at it. They, they remove extremely high levels of chlorine. And that's what we taste and what we smell in our water primarily. So, so even a good so, drinking water filter can do that for you. Uh-huh. You can, you can so, also take the next step to uh, filter your shower water or your bath water uh, with simple um, simple carbon filters, for example, can do that very effectively. So that's things, a good place to start. Okay. Things like the Brita filter that people often buy in retail mm-hmm. stores and keep it their, keep in their refrigerator or on their kitchen counters, uh, you know, that's basically for removing odor and taste. Um, does it actually, you know, is the filtration within that product, um, do you know if it removes other contaminants as well or... 
Well, they certainly can, but as you mentioned, Sharon, they're primarily there to remove the chlorine taste and odor. And if you look at it just physically, it's a small package. You know, that filter is really small. You know, it's a cubic inch or so, and so you can only put so much media in there. Thus, it can only last so long. So many manufacturers, when they look at that, they say, well, you know, a customer really is concerned with this taste and odor, as you say. So oftentimes they use um, coconut shell carbon, which is really one of the best types of carbon out there for removing chlorine. So that's what they're designed for. Certainly they might be able to take out some other uh, contaminants, but their primary use is to get that chlorine out. Same way with your refrigerator filter, for example. Um, get the chlorine out. They need to be replaced fairly regularly, and it's good for customers to do that. So the next step after that is, is really what we call uh, uh, filter cartridges. You know, you're always familiar with these cartridges. They're, you know, typically a couple of inches in diameter, about nine inches long. And there's a lot of, a lot of options there. You can get countertop gravity filters. You can get these filters that go underneath your kitchen cabinet uh, to dispense, you know, filtered water. And the beauty of those is, as I just discussed, they're much larger now. And so with, with a larger volume, you can put more and different types of carbon in there. So it's not one carbon for all contaminants. Uh, these different granulated activated carbons, uh, are, some are better than others at removing contaminants. So when you get a cartridge, you can put two or three or four different kinds of carbon in there. And now you have the opportunity uh, to remove an expanded number of contaminants from your water. So that's well, really a good, good next step. Mm-hmm. Where they are so small and inexpensive, do they actually do the job? Do they actually create healthy drinking water? They do. They're really very, very good nowadays. Um, these, as I mentioned, these different types of carbons that have been developed and processed uh, they're very good at getting a wide, wide range of contaminants out of the water. So we're really very, very good, good well, first I'm, re- I'm referring to the Brita and the, you know, the retail products. Do you mm-hmm. feel that the cartridges and things within those products are creating healthy water? Well, not completely, as I said. Unfortunately, those, uh, those are very small uh, filters. Mm-hmm. They only can do so much. But if you right. take the next step to more of a, a under-the-counter filtration system, right. for example, now you're removing more contaminants and you're improving a bit more on what's being able to be removed from water. Uh, the next final step would be a, a purification system, which often involves uh, reverse osmosis, for example. And, and that's really the only way to truly uh, remove all the contaminants from your water. So carbon filters do a very good job, but if you truly want pure water, you're going to move to a purification system. Okay, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
The Weston A. Price Foundation provides accurate information on nutrition and health. Find out why butter is a health food, what's wrong with modern soy products, and why good health is found in the wise food traditions of our ancestors. Visit our informative and fascinating website at www.westonaprice.com. The root causes of disease can be better prevented and cured using an integration of modern medicine and holistic healing techniques. Become educated by tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. Conventional medicine does have its place, but it should not be the only course of action. It's all about regenerating and healing our whole selves through better choices in lifestyle, foods, spiritual connection, and stress management. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to Whole Healthy Living with Sharon Brennan. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to wholehealthylivingradio at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Okay, we're back. And now we understand the importance of water to our bodies. We understand the toxicity and the contaminants of concern uh, within our water. And now we're focusing on, uh, you know, the technologies available for us to safely remove contaminants within the home. Uh, What can you share with us? You know, there are a variety of different budgets within the audience and um, maybe people around the world because we have many, many countries, just about every country in the world listening uh, you know, what recommendations could you make in terms of technology? Uh, sure. So, you know, we've been talking previously uh, primarily about what we would call point-of-use filters, and that means it's, it, it, they're installed or used uh, primarily for your drinking water, possibly installed at the kitchen sink. Um, we also have, you know, what they're called gravity filters, countertop filters, if you will, that do a really, really good job of, of filtering your water. So What's that's a gravity? A step. What is a gravity filter? What is that? Yeah, a gravity filter, uh, as the name implies, it basically uses gravity to filter the contaminants through your water. So it's a two-chambered uh, uh, device. Usually holds a couple of gallons of water, and you fill up the top, and the water, through gravity, goes through the filtration uh, cartridges into the bottom chamber, which you then dispense into a glass. So it's a really good option for people. Uh, many companies sell smaller versions. They sometimes call travel versions. So if you go uh, on travel to another country, for example, you can bring it with you uh, and, and know you can filter out not only the contaminants, but it prevents bacteria and other parasites from, from getting through the filter. Uh, so that's a, that's a good solution. As we mentioned, the under-counter uh, versions that tap into your cold water line so you always have a source of filtered water. And then the next step, uh, we like to talk about point of entry, or people call them whole house systems. 
Uh, these get installed wherever the water first comes into your home, for example. And you can install it in such a way that all the water in your house is filtered. So no matter where you are, whether or not in your kitchen or an upstairs bathroom or a, or a, a basement bathroom, shower, all the water is filtered. So that's a really good solution for people. These systems last uh, families. Uh, they can last 8 to 10 years. Uh, they're designed for long, long use, uh, maintenance. Do they require filter changes? Uh, many of these systems for a typical home are designed for a million gallons uh, for chlorine removal. So that can be 8 to 10 years for many families. And at that point, yes, you could. You can change the meter inside these tanks, and, and you're good for another 8 to 10 years. Uh, so as we described here, you have both the point-of-use filtration options at a lot of different price points, and then you have a point-of-entry system that you can use to filter all the water in your home. And then finally, we just touched on it a bit, but uh, uh, purification. If you truly want absolutely pure water with all the contaminants removed, you need to move to systems that generally have reverse osmosis in them, uh, possibly also deionization to really get all these contaminants out. That's the only way to truly purify water. And so in my home, what we do is we have a carbon block for the entire house for showering oh, and perfect. Uh-huh. and yeah. at the kitchen sink and so forth, but, um, uh, you know, just general water. And then at also at the kitchen sink, we have the reverse osmosis for drinking and cooking. And what I do and what is very important that I think everyone should know is that when you are using a filtration system and... Um, using RO, reverse osmosis, you do have to put the minerals back into the water. So I have additional cartridges of, um, I, I, I think it's three different cartridges, Tom, that have like shells and different things that actually put the minerals um, naturally back into the water. And uh, it's important, again, that you remineralize the water because RO um, is just like distilled water in that it brings it back to completely pure. And what will happen is over time, um, short periods of time, actually, uh, it demineralizes the body. It will actually pull your minerals out of your body. So again, it's very important that you remineralize the water with mineral cartridges and things like that. What are your thoughts on that? That's a really excellent point, Sharon. Uh, it's very, very important, uh, the remineralization process. You know, for example, our 14-stage system that you're, you're aware of, uh, not only does it purify the water, but it remineralizes it. Uh, because to your point, our water is very pure. Unfortunately, we've taken the minerals out too. Uh, so that leaves the water very acidic, uh, very aggressive. So by naturally putting... Uh, minerals back in, such as calcium and magnesium. By naturally doing that, you also naturally shift the water to become slightly alkaline, uh, which right. is much more biocompatible and hydrating. Uh, so you bring up an excellent point. It's not just enough to take those contaminants out, but it's really important to put those minerals back in uh, for your drinking water. Some customers yeah. even add a few drops of a, a concentrated uh, a mineral mineral solution, for example, to 
even put more minerals in, uh, put some trace elements back into the water. And, you know, all of which actually makes the water taste better, too, on top of it. Right. Um, so moving forward, what do you, uh, are there any other recommendations for filtration within the home that you could recommend? And uh, if so, you know, uh, what what um, are the price points? You know, are they, um, there are varying different types of products, like you said, and um, varying, varying price points. Uh, tell Certainly. us more so, about that. You know, we, we can start, you know, we start with the kitchen drinking water filter. Uh, which are typically, you know, they can be as low as 10 or $20. Um, and then as you move into these filtration cartridges, if you will, you're generally in the $1 to $200 range for, for a good system, uh, point-of-view system that uh, you can put under counter, for example. Whole house systems, depending on, on the type of material, uh, uh, material inside these, what they're looking for. You have basic systems that get the, especially the chlorine, the disinfectant byproducts out, the VOCs. You know, generally, um, you're up probably close to $1,000 oftentimes. Uh, some systems even can take out things like fluoride and heavy metals. Uh, so the prices uh, begin to increase a bit more. Again, with the, the reverse osmosis-based purifiers we've talked about, uh, uh, entry-level systems uh, can be a few hundred dollars, uh, but unfortunately, uh, oftentimes they don't remineralize. So you might have to invest a little more to get systems that not only purify the water, as we discussed, but remineralize that water also. So we try to, um, we try to uh, identify solutions for customers. So no matter what, what their budget is, uh, what their living situation is. So, for example, people living in apartments and condominiums sometimes cannot install um, dedicated faucets or sometimes can't even install whole house systems because they can't get access to their incoming water. So as you do, uh, there are great solutions out there for every point within your house, your kitchen sink, your bathroom sink, your shower. A little more cumbersome, and you need to replace filters a little more often. But the good news is that those uh, those solutions do exist out there. Okay, tell us about Radiant Life as a company. What do you offer in terms of um, water filtration products? And are you worldwide? Are you you know how do you go about servicing people from around uh, the world? Sure. So uh, we do provide customers around the world with uh, water solutions. Um, our website is, you know, full of information about these different products, and and we found that it's really, really important. And I know I've I've said this a, a few times, and I apologize for repeating, uh, but we really try to provide solutions to people, no matter what their living situation is, and no matter what their budget is. Uh, so we have solutions for people that live in small apartments in the city, uh, to people that have you know, very large homes in the suburbs, for example. A combination of these point-of-use systems, uh, point-of-entry systems, uh, reverse osmosis-based purifiers with remineralization. So we truly try to, find, try to provide a wide range of products uh, so people can, at a, at a minimum, you know, get that chlorine out and, and, and get the chlorine out of their bath water or shower water 
all the way through to purifying their drinking water, remineralizing, rebalancing, restructuring that water. And we, we also try to provide a lot of information about those products, uh, their certification, their testing, uh, the specifications of these products. So you can truly educate yourself about, you know, what's being removed and, um, you know, any special considerations that you might have, any special concerns you personally might have about removing a particular contaminant from the water. Okay, 30 seconds before we close out here. Installation. Let's say somebody in another country other than the U.S. purchases a product from Radiant Life. How do they go about, do they hire a professional within their area to install, or how does that work? Well, within the United States, we always recommend a plumber uh, to install, especially the larger systems. These point-of-use systems we've talked about, these filters for personal use, uh, oftentimes can be installed um, uh, by anybody that's handy. And on a worldwide basis, we all only provide point-of-use systems so that it can be installed by the customer themselves. Tom DiGiuseppe with uh, Radiant Life, I am grateful that you joined us today with this information. Clean water is very important. I, I want to invite Everyone listening, um, anyone interested in a free consultation uh, can contact me at Whole Healthy Living, W-H-O-L-E-H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-L-I-V-I-N-G, the number four, the letter U, at gmail.com. And um, I thank everyone from around the world for joining me, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks so much, Sharon. It's been a pleasure. Likewise. Thank you for listening to Whole Healthy Living. Please join Sharon Brennan again next Friday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great weekend of clean, whole, healthy living, and we'll see you here next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.